ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. So we're on our final day here at Snow Basin, and um, I've been impressed, right, is since purgatory. I didn't make Idaho, but I can't imagine it was any different. And remember being the first one, I thought I was the first one up at purgatory. And I look over and I see you monstering <laughs> around getting ready, right? And, and it was crickets from everybody else. And I'm an early, early riser. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Stephanie's an ass kicker. <laughs> and then event after event after event after event, I've never seen you slow down. I've seen you a little beat, but I've never seen you without a smile on your face. And it says, that says a lot to me. Um, so I want to sit down and just get to know you a little bit better. Talk sure. a little math, talk yeah. a little women in archery and why sure. it's important to share this type of event mm -hmm. um, with women that are, you know, just remotely even looking at getting into right. the sport. So give us a little intro, let folks know who you are, and then we'll dive in. Well, I, my name is Stephanie Walker. I am part of Mountain Archery Fest. I do a lot of stuff with Mountain Archery Fest. I'm a board member. I help set up the courses. I run registration. Um, I've kind of gotten more and more involved throughout the years. I started, you know, <clears throat> helping the first year when we started and just kind of took over more and more as you know we all kind of found our place in there um <laughs> steph said i might get stumped uh, so so give us a little bit about about you the person 
what what why archery why did you start with mountain archery fest what brought you into it so i started with archery not very long ago actually it was probably just a couple months before our first mountain archery fest in 2019 so i really haven't been into it very long um both of my my biological dad and brandon is my stepdad um you know they've both hunted i've been i went hunting with my biological dad when i was a kid and stuff like that but then as I got older, he kind of stopped taking me and just, you know, life happened and I kind of fell out of it. And then I got interested in archery. My husband at the time, um, you know, had kind of gotten started with archery and I was a little bit interested. I was hesitant. I wasn't super sure. So he ended up finding me a bow. I don't even, I don't even remember what kind of bow it was. It was just kind of like a cheap, good starter bow. Um, and we went to, we went to like a local shoe, a local competitive shoot. And I got like split up into a different group. I was super nervous. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm not typically, I mean, back then I wasn't the kind of person that could just like go out on my own and do something. I would say that I've changed since then. And I think that this kind of, I don't know. I think it's helped me through that. Um, but I went to that shoot and I ended up like placing third and it was literally the second time I had ever picked up that bow. So I got pretty excited about that. And it's kind of funny looking back on him, like, how did I place third? Like I've gotten so much better since then. (laughs) I like feel like I shot like trash, but you know, it really, really inspired me to kind of keep going. And then once we were going to mountain archery fest and just really meeting the people there, I think is really what got me inspired to get started into archery and into hunting. Um, So, I mean, that's 2019. Was that three years? Yeah. Yeah. What what freaking year are we in? Last year threw me off. (laughs) Last year didn't happen. No, it might as well not have. Um, I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? To, to jump in it, but that says a lot for what this sport can do for a person, right? In terms of confidence, in terms of, I mean, it really does change your perspective on a lot of things. Pretty instantly too. I don't think that it takes a whole lot of time. It's like you walk up to these events and just meeting the people and you just know that it's a good, a good crowd of people with good values. And it's, it's so nice to see that because I think in our kind of normal everyday world, we don't see that as often. And I'm reminded, you know, when I leave the archery world and community, once kind of math is over and I'm merged back into that general population (laughs) that I really, you know, it's, I always really start to miss this and I just kind of find more friends and people out there that have the same interests and they're just, they're good, genuine people. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what I really like the most as well. So where did the hunting come into play in this short period of in this short (laughs) period of time? Um, So I guess that this year will be my third season hunting. Oh shit. So you were like, I got a bow. I want to tag now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it happened. Um, so after the first mountain archery fest, my dad actually gave me, Brandon gave me his old bow and I I lost it. I ugly cried. (laughs) I was so excited. He gave me his old bow. He was like, all right, now you, you know, this bow only go down to 60 pounds. So now you got to draw 60 pounds and they just worked my way up and boom, there it was. Um, you know, and I got I got an elk tag that first year. I didn't really have an opportunity to get out a lot. Um, you know, it, I don't think it was a very good year for hunting anyways. And then last year we went on like a 10-day 
um, hunt. And that was really exciting. I learned a lot on that trip. Um, this year I'll do another do archery elk hunt. So yeah. that, elk, that elk hunt last year, there was a nice bull involved. Yeah, there was a nice bull involved. There was, it was unfortunate. I did shoot a bull. I will say it wasn't necessarily a good shot. And, um, he, he kind of ran down. We were super close to private land, just sitting on a wallow down there and then super close to private land. And he jumped onto that private land and we weren't able to go, go in and hunt him down. It was super devastating to me, you know, to kind of have like the first shot that I had ever taken on an animal and he's gone, but it just kind of, you know, there's also a lot to be said about just kind of the reaction that I got from people afterwards, you know, it learning like these things happen. This has happened to me. You know, I met a lot of people that that's also happened to. I was, you know, at first I was super embarrassed and just kind of like, I'm never doing this again. But I went out the next day and just like kind of got back out there and we got into some more bulls. We never had like a good shot on any more, but you know, I learned a lot. It's crazy how much I learned in those 10 days so out there hunting. To bring, to kind of bring all that full circle, <clears throat> When we talk about it from, and I don't want to sound like I'm biasing anything. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I do. But when we talk about barrier of entry for women, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah. Just the way that everything appears to be set up, one would think that the barrier of entry for women is higher than the barrier of entry for everyone else. And I'm not sure if it's because it's so, it's a boys sport, right? So right. to speak, air yeah. quote. Um, but to go into it as fast as you did and then climb that and then and to me and it sucks right and and, yeah. and arrowing any animal and not being able to get back after that animal or recover oh, yeah. it and you guys were blocked off by private and he even went to the landowner and he said no go he said no go um he didn't want you to stink up his land before his mm-hmm. hunt started so everybody gets you know gets that story um i think if you go out and you shoot and you're like oh that's it there's, there's really not a lesson in there. And I think going back to it and looking at my experiences, that actually helps help me hone in my craft, right? It, it, oh, it yeah, want, sure. I wanted to ramp my craft up. So I think it's an important lesson. But talk about the barrier of entry because it's it doesn't need to be there. And there's this stigma that women yeah. have it harder to get into. And it's, it's right. you could walk out and yeah. shoot right now. Right. I think, I think that kind of the barrier of entry for women is more of a perception that women hold, you know, like, I don't think I could ever do that. I'm not strong enough. I'm not tough enough. You know, I think that we we're also like emotional creatures and I've definitely talked to a lot of women in the past that are like, Oh, I could never hunt. I don't think I could shoot an animal, but it's definitely a different feeling when you're up there and you know that you're trying to, you know, harvest an animal to support and feed yourself. Um, but as for even just getting into archery, I do think that there is a lot of intimidation because, you know, it is a very male dominated sport. And I think that there's, it's, it can be intimidating to women. And I also think that women have a higher tendency to be, um, perfectionists Mm -hmm. for sure. And then, so if they go out there, you know, not, maybe not willing to try because they don't think they can do it or they try a little bit and it's hard and it is hard at first, you know, it's not necessarily something that you can just pick up and do right away. So it does take work. What do you think? I mean, so did you have, did you experience any of that? Like, Ooh, I don't know if I could even draw that bow back at 40 pounds. What was the, what, I know the, the, 
court or excuse me, the comp was kind of the turning point. But how did you you just laid it down and said, I'm doing it? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely I think I did experience a little bit of just like what I talked about, just being intimidated. It's very male dominated. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can pull this bow back or even when my dad gave me his old bow, he's like, well, you got to shoot 60 pounds. And I think before that I was shooting like 45 and I was like, I I don't know if I can. And then I just, you know, just did it. And I think that just that confidence grows. Across. As you, yeah. Which, as it, Which across the board, that confidence just grows as you get more and more into it. And again, I'm just going to circle back around and say, I think that it's hugely because of the, the people that you meet in the community. I don't think that I've ever come across somebody that hasn't gone through what I've been through on so many different levels, both with just like terrible shots or dry firing a bow or, you know, stuff like that. And, (laughs) um, so and, and everybody in the community is just so supportive and they're so willing to help other people learn. I think that you just kind of have to ask and humble yourself a little bit to say, I don't know this or I don't know that. And it's OK not to know. And it's right? OK it's, not to know. It's so OK. It's not okay. To know. Yeah, exactly. So, and you don't you'll never learn if you don't get out there and try. So one of the things that that impresses me with archery, with hunting, with our demographic is not so much our demographic, but the ability to take what we learn on the range in the field and translate that into life, right? Mm-hmm. Like the lessons that we learn yeah. out here and it just, and, and you said it right. The values that were around being yeah. at these events is, is just remarkable. Did you see this growth in yourself just across the board in life in general, getting oh, into for archery sure. and hunting? I mean, I don't know if I could necessarily put into super great words <laughs> how much that, <It's> so <laughs> that growth has been, but I've definitely seen that in myself. I think that there's a different type of confidence that I've seen in certain areas of my life. Um, you know, like I said, I that first shoot that I went to, I was super nervous because I I um, was put into groups with other women, which was nice, um, but I was I didn't know any of them, and I was doing this new thing with people that I had never met before. I had no idea what I was doing, so I really was stepped out of my comfort zone on that, and I feel like I'm just like more willing now to get outside my comfort zone. I think that there's also like a lot of mental toughness that comes along with that. That you, I think that I've grown a lot in that area as well. I mean, so if you, you have to, if you were looking across the table at a lady that was intrigued, but uh, <laughs> but hasn't done it right, hasn't taken that oh, yeah. step, what would you what would you say? I would say just do it. I mean, you're gonna love it. I, there, there's no doubt. If you're intrigued and you and you just pick up a bow and you try it. Even if you don't love it, at least then you know you, you've tried it. And there's so many people out there that are helpful. And, you know, like I said, I was intrigued, but I wasn't sure. And then I went for it, and now I'm just, like, Look, swarmed. <laughs> it's, like, all I can think about. <laughs> I do it all that, you know, I'm shooting year-round. I do indoor league. Hopefully we can have, like, an outdoor, you know, there's just all sorts of stuff. I'm just looking for every opportunity to shoot when I can. Shooting, you know, 
10 yards in my house down the hallway, just kind of like finding angles in my house, like to just kind of shoot every opportunity that I can. What's funny is as you were talking about league and getting, you know, being able to shoot your eyes like opened up and you know <laughs> eyes brighten and your smile got bigger, but that is archery. Like it is, I just got a little bit of chili. <laughs> um, that is archery though. It is yeah. like, it's consumptive. When right? I, I grew up as a gymnast, so I was always kind of surrounded in like the gymnastics world. And that's been something that I've always just loved and been, you know, been totally immersed in. And then when I started doing archery, it, was really awesome to find something else that I absolutely love. And I don't think that I've found anything else that I love this much. And, you know, there's other things that you try or you groups that you do or, you know, whatever activity it is. And it's enjoyable. But this is just really something that I've found an absolute new love for just addicted to it. And then once you break those barriers, so to speak, right, you realize that you can stand next to any man. Mm hmm any woman, yeah. any kid, any person, <clears throat> mm -hmm. right? And shoot as bad, as good, mm -hmm. better. Yeah. And and it just, it wipes it all away. It doesn't, yeah. it, it's not specific to anything, right? You're standing right. there, you're staring at a 40 yard target, shoot at the dot, right? right? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's this even playing field. Right. If you allow it to be, right? And that's, yeah. and that's what's funny to me when we talk about like the barrier of entry or that intimidation factor when it comes to women in the sport. For sure. It, it's it's the same damn block. It's just a lighter arrow, maybe, you know, 60 right. pounds in your case, maybe 45 in her case, but it's right. the same. There's you just guys do out here what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Pounds that can't pull 60. <laughs> <laughs> Up your ante, boys. <laughs> it's just an amazing just an amazing experience all the way. It's a life changer. Right. I, I don't know anybody that's shooting that, that doesn't feel that way. Totally. And I, you know, it's something that it, to me, it's kind of hard to put words into. You just have to do it. And once you experience that though, you'll understand. What's up buddy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what's on the, on the calendar this year for hunts? I just have one hunt. I pulled an archery bull tag in 74 in Colorado. So awesome. I'm gonna go with my biological dad this year to go on a hunt with him. He's got a cow tag in the same area. Um, so we'll just kind of, that's that's all there is on the plan right now. I don't know if I'll go for anything over the counter or whatnot, but it was really cool last year. I guess I should mention in my, my hunt last year, I actually went with Brandon, who's mm -hmm. my stepdad, and my biological dad, Toby, came together with me on that trip. That's awesome. And it was really cool just that, you know, that they could kind of come together for me um, in that moment and both bring me on that hunt. And they're two very different types of hunters so that was also really awesome to see and learn from them and see them learn from each other um you That's know awesome. maybe maybe someday i'll just merge all that together and i'll be a phenomenal hunter like the both of them Heck yeah <laughs> yeah so i'll be i'll be in 71 actually going to try and pull three or four days with brandon mm -hmm. yeah. um because he has some time before he heads out on his big end so yep. we'll get in 71 i think we're going to go opener um, get in there together. So I'll probably be hunting that wallow cool. you were hunting last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to turn that tag in. There's there's a couple wallows up there. So yeah, that's what he there's said. There's some good stuff up there. I was going to turn that tag in because I've been hunting in 62 uh -huh. OTC unit. I know it. 
I don't know 71 at all. And I was like, man, I hate, I know there's elk in, in the unit I've been in. I know where they're at. Yep. Um, so I was a little bit reluctant to go into something new with no time to scout it. And he looked at me when we were talking. He goes, oh, no, bro. Yeah, you're going in that unit. So I was like, oh, I saw the look on his face and I'm like, OK. And then when you guys yeah. were there, he and I had actually talked twice on the phone uh -huh. during that hunt. OK. And uh, so it's pretty funny. So I knew the story as it was going down. So to uh -huh. hear from you and then he and I were talking about it the other day. So it's pretty cool to yeah. have it kind of come full circle. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Brandon and Toby were there. That's freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was it That's was really sweet. cool. Like. I, I, again, it's something that I can't put into words to just, I felt so much support on That's that awesome. hunt, not only, and, and my dad's friend, Ricky came along on the hunt too. And just the support from everybody all around me. And just, I cannot describe how much I learned in just those 10 days that I was out there. I, not even, excuse me. Right. Because yeah. the, the, the human side of things is really what gets me going, but yeah. forget about the hunting to know that you have these three men, these two men mm -hmm. that are, would be in most instances, oppositional to one another. Yeah. Coming yep. together because of you, because of what we do. Right. And to experience that together. And there's no opposition there. Out, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Outside of what yeah. the elk put oh, in we, the way. We just had such a good time, you know, both like when we were hunting and at camp and just, you know, drinking whiskey at night and up on the mountain all day. And, you know, that's awesome. That's an amazing. It was it was amazing. That is I an amazing story. I yeah. mean, forget the hunt part of it, right? I mean, just everybody coming together. Yes. It's just like where that. Where else yeah. does that happen? Where else does that happen besides <laughs> with what we do? It's like, yeah. Well, it's and I think that it's also you know just these two, these two amazing men in my life that just were able to come together because of me. That's and then Helped got, me fall in love with it just even, even more, more, you know. Yeah. You got mom at home, like. Yeah, mom at home posting pictures. She's crying because she's all excited that they both got together and were able to take me out. That's <laughs> freaking know? awesome. Cool. Yeah. I know you got a busy day. Um, this it's, is the last yeah, event busy, for the busy. season. So I'll let you get after it. I, I, thank you so much yeah, for sitting down with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can't wait until next year we get back into these things. And then yep. you guys are got big big plans coming up and some more venues yep. for next year yep. so i'll be i'll be sad to leave this one i'll be excited to go home and sleep <laughs> sleep <laughs> is something that we're all missing this summer but yeah. i don't need it yeah. I'll, I'll sleep when i don't know done. november or something yeah. <laughs> january yeah january well i don't know show season starts january february yep. so if, it's uh, all good oof, but yeah i appreciate busy, it busy Good cool. talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much. See you next thank year. you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.